You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome back to another edition of the Unreasonable Odds Podcast. I'm Steve Buchanan, along with my co-host Julian Edlow, getting you set week 15 of the NFL and everything you should be looking at over on the DraftKings Sportsbook. Julian will get into some college action also happening this week as well as we continue to roll out our new podcast here. Thank you for everybody who tuned in last week for listening for the downloads. We had a unbelievable amount of, amount of views and, and, and listen. So appreciate that with our new podcast rolling out. Hope to continue that next week. Pretty successful week uh, last week too, as well as Julian with Joe Murray of 98.5, the sports hub coming on did quite well with some of our plays that we gave out. It always helps when you hit your picks. Uh, we all did pretty well with bets that we gave out with plays that we just kind of talked out. Um, they, they went over pretty well, uh, including the NFL. It was a good NFL week. Yeah. Uh, and then we, I, I at least put out some player props on Sunday that, that did really well that we're not always able to get to on Thursday here. So we'll try and do a good job, you know, Follow, follow us on Twitter, uh, and we'll, we'll try and do a good job getting those player props out as they come out because especially down the stretch this season, guys are ruled out, games that don't matter, trying to get guys to different milestones. Player props come, yeah. you know, I, I like playing them late in the season is what I'm trying to say. And I know we both have one that we love for Thursday night football, Chargers Raiders. Yeah, we'll get to the Thursday night game later in this episode. We're going to start off with, and this is kind of a spread out slate too. We do have some games on Saturday. We do have games on Sunday. Mm-hmm. We have the game on Monday. So a lot of football over the next few days. But one thing I did want to point out too was just looking at the DraftKings Sportsbook, there are four games where there's at least a 10-point favorite in those games. Like, it's pretty remarkable. I mean, obviously, it's later in the season. So, you know, you're apt to see this more. But this week has 10 Excuse, uh, uh, four teams that are favored by 10 points. The Ravers, the Ravers, let's try that again. The Ravens, minus 12 and a half against the Jaguars. The Titans, minus 10 and a half over the Lions. The Rams, minus 17 and a half point favorites against the Jets. The Steelers, minus 12 and a half against the Bengals. How do you feel about some of these spreads? Because like I've always said that I am kind of leery about some of those double digit spreads. There's a couple of games where I would be quite comfortable with taking that this week, but is there one that you like of the four and what are your thoughts about, you know, just uh, this week overall with four huge favorites on the docket? I mean, I think we could have like, we're at the stage, like we're talking about of the season. I think people could have guessed who those four teams are. Uh, if you hadn't looked at the spreads it's the Jaguars and the Jets automatically. The Bengals have completely fallen apart. And then the Lions are, you know, uh, the better, uh, definitely the best team of those four. Uh, but yeah. playing a team in Tennessee that needs to keep winning to get that division and the Titans are pretty good. And man, do the Lions stink against the run and guess oh. who they're playing this week. Player right. props. Can't wait to see that Derrick Henry number. I passed. I passed on the like 106s, 108s, 110s on Derrick Henry last week. It's like, eh, it's a lot. He stayed around in the 80 neighborhood last time against Jacksonville. 215, I think he ran for. (laughs) That was dumb. I made a mental note to remember to bet Derrick Henry both times (laughs) against Jacksonville next year. Uh, So that's where I'll, I think my best, my favorite bet in any of these games is going to be Derrick Henry's rush prop as long as it's not absolutely obscene rather than betting any of these numbers. 
Um, Pittsburgh certainly needs a bounce back on a two game losing streak after starting undefeated and the Bengals are just horrific. But honestly, I think it's 17, it's 17 and a half right now, but at 17, I think, I think I'm going to go with the Rams is my favorite bet. If I bet one of these, it will be the Rams. The Jets just got absolutely smashed out in Seattle by the Seahawks. Their season's obviously completely over, but you know, what is the mindset of, of the Jets right now? They right. stayed out West. They've been in LA hanging out all week. Uh, are they really getting ready for this game or are they just happy not to be in this blizzard that you and I are sitting in and be out in LA, check out the boardwalk, catch some rays, show up to the game on Sunday, get smashed again and head home. Uh, I, the, the Rams and look like look at what we've seen from the Rams lately. They've been really good defensively. The Patriots aren't good offensively, but the Rams right. are really good defensively. I, I think this is going to be a, maybe not quite as bad as the Seattle game, but something similar. And, you know, you hear this, you know, how much the Rams are favored by you, you must be thinking like, Oh, this has gone up dramatically since it opened. Oh no, 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 no. This opened at 16 and a half. Mm-hmm. opened at 16 and a half. So it's only gone up to 17. Oh, it only, only got up to 17 and a half too. But, you know, just looking at some of the trends for this game too, as well, the Rams are four and two against the spread as home favorites. They've covered in three of their last four games overall. So they've been a good cover team as of late. The Jets continue to be one of the worst teams against the spread. No surprise. They are four and nine overall, the second worst in the league, except for the Cowboys, who, by the way, looked kind of good last week. Just throwing that out Against there. the Bengals, who are another double-digit dog. Of course. But, man, like – this is just one of those massive totals that it's like, do you begin to think about it a little bit? And obviously you're, you're, you're fine with it. I feel like I should be fine with it too as Here, well, because it's- here's, here's a ridiculous part though. The total is 44. I know. I know. And that's, <laughs> I was just going to bring that up. The like, spread that's- is the spread is literally almost half the total. <laughs> Can you imagine being the jets and like, you know, these guys have to at least like peruse the lines and just take a look at it. But like, that was going to be my next point. Like they're literally almost half of the total, but that's how bad this Jets team has been. And quite frankly, the Rams secondary, the Rams defense as a whole has been phenomenal. And they're going to be able to get pressure on Sam Donald. Aaron Donald's going to be all in his face throughout the game. Like this is a disaster. Like I would be interested too. And I don't know what the number is as like, betting the under on the Jets points in the first half, maybe even the first quarter. Like that's all something to look at in this game as well. So as we get closer to get to kick off, take a look at that too. Even sometimes with those ridiculous numbers, like if it's like, you know, uh, three points or whatever, like you kind of have to think about it with this. So, so the Jets team total is 12 and a half. You get plus money on the under the first half total six and a half. Can't score a touchdown in the first half, but the Rams could very easily keep them out of the end zone. Maybe they get a field goal. Maybe they get two. I I don't mind that first half under at all. And if you want to, you know, kind of go with trends, Cam Akers has been dramatically involved in this offense. If the Rams want to keep running the ball like they have over the past couple weeks, that slows the game down too. And good spot for Cam Akers, good spot for taking the under on those team totals. So definitely take a look at that for this Thursday. For Thursday Night Football last week, I wrote up three bets for DK Sportsbook. They went 3-0 and on the Best Bets article. I only bet two yeah. of them, which is fine. I went 2-0. and I won on the under 44-and-a-half Pats Rams, and I won on Cam Newton under a buck 85 passing yards. Part of the write-up, it feels good when your analysis is right. Part of the write-up is if this one gets out of hand and is ugly, yeah. we've been seeing a lot of Jarrett Stidham to close these games out, even if Cam is, is up there. Yep. Cam got like 120, and then who do we see? Jarrett Stidham, because that offense was woof uh, in right. that game. But for, for this one, I mean, I don't even remember what I was going to say. That's fine. We're going to move oh, on to Cam Akers, the third bet. The third bet was Cam Akers' uh, rushing prop. Yeah. Um, 11 and a half carries, I believe, was his number last week. And I was like, eh, he might, he might be there. He might be the guy now. 29 carries for Cam Akers. He almost went three times his rushing attempts prop on DK Sportsbook. Uh, That is one in this game that I'm a prop for next week that I'm going to have my my eye on this weekend. Maybe it's going to be like 14 and a half, 15 and a half. I would not mind that at all. 
And, you know, shout out to Sean McVay for getting Cam Akers going, you know, after best ball is basically over. <laughs> just, just throwing that out there. All right. I'm going to talk about one of the bets that I like a lot this week. This one is, I feel like this is a slam dunk. I feel like this is a smash spot. I'm, I'm surprised it's only still at minus seven. How are the Colts only minus seven against the Texans? Are you kidding me? There is nothing, nothing that makes me feel like the Texans can cover this game at all. The Colts are eight and four this season against the spread as favorites. The Houston Texans have been underdogs eight times this season. You know how many times they cover when they're underdogs, Julian? I don't think they've covered any of them. Two. <laughs> Two and six against the spread as underdogs. And one thing that Patriots I think is one, I should have known that. Yeah, uh, right. The one thing on. I feel like I, you should keep mentioning too, while you continue to just talk to yourself over there, I'm just is that you know about past thinking about past bets. I mean, we could talk about that. That would be a whole different podcast about some of your bad beats. But then you can also bring up Steve Pierce, uh, World Series MVP. Anyways, I don't think it's it's being talked about enough how much the loss of Bradley Roby has been to this Texan secondary. They were bad enough as an in, but this is brought in Keon Crossan in. He stepped into a larger role here last week. He allowed three catches on four targets, two of which were against Allen Robertson. That's who Roby should be on, should have been on last week. Now he's going to see a suddenly resurging T Y Hilton who all of a sudden has been, you know, a focal point of this offense. It feels like. And then, oh, on top of that, Brandon Cooks has been a limited participant in, in practice. There's no Will Fuller. So that leaves basically Kiki QT and a bunch of guys you've never even heard of for Deshaun Watson to throw uh, to. It's not like the Colts, Colts are a bad defensive team. They're a tough team to run against. They're a tough team to throw against. Minus seven against the Texans. What am I missing? Which is nothing. Colts are the team to bet on this week at minus seven. It's a joke of a line, quite frankly. No, so no, 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 no. Is, it is. No, it's a joke. The only thing is you don't want to bet on, you know, this is a little bit of recency bias because no, Houston just got smashed by Chicago. Uh, and Chicago was on, what, a six-game losing streak and absolutely puked down their chest the week before when I bet on them against the Detroit <laughs> Lions and blew a 10-point a, a fourth-quarter lead that I thought was going to turn into an ugly push, turned into an ugly loss. Uh, yeah. That was bad. Uh, so the other thing is these two teams did play two weeks ago and the Colts won by six and needed a late game fumble to keep Houston out of the end zone to win that game. Now the game was in Houston. Now we're going to Indy. That was only two weeks ago. Not that much has changed in the last two weeks. Deshaun Watson's playing well with very little. The Colts just gave up points to to the Raiders who don't have many pieces I don't think it's as much of a slam dunk as you think I don't think it's a bad spot I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bet Houston uh can I have one one more thing though go ahead Jonathan Taylor taking over this that the lead duties in the backfield against one of the worst run defenses in the league in the Texans that's another part too this is why this is why we have a podcast together you asked me about the double digit spreads I say in those games, I'm going to the Derrick Henry prop. The other side of this, rather than bet this game, if you're going to bet this game, if you're going to put a half a unit on the spread, a half a unit on on Jonathan Taylor, just bet it all on Jonathan Taylor. Five, Five units. units, okay. <laughs> Whatever you're going to bet on this game, scratch the spread, bet it on Jonathan Taylor's rushing prop. You and I both had David Montgomery, I think it was 67 and a half rushing yards last week. First carry, poop. 80-yarder into the end zone. <laughs> We're done. Houston's run defense, most yards allowed per game in the NFL. Home favorite that likes to run the ball. Yeah. I, these numbers are going to be big on, on Jonathan Taylor and Derrick Henry, but those are the two player props that I'm uh, most excited for. Uh, I'm going to see if I can get maybe an early number from somewhere. Uh, just so we have some kind of guideline as to as to what those could be. Yeah. Um, but I'll I'll work on that while we're while we're going through the rest of the games. Yeah, but quite and you know, like you mentioned too, like there is two running backs that are like can't miss this week. They are Derrick Henry and they are Jonathan Taylor, two teams that are favored, uh, two teams that are favored by at least a touchdown. 
against really, really bad run defenses. Like this would be the week to take those. But like you said, the numbers are likely going to be inflated too because of the matchup and because of what they've been doing as of late too as well. So you're going to have to get on those early. You know, sometimes we have a wait and see approach, but like these are two player props that like, you can't afford to kind they're of go up. See for. Yeah. They're just going to go up. They're going to continue to go up. And like I said, Jonathan Taylor has been a huge part of this Colts offense over the past three weeks since he's basically come back and that should continue here in such a good matchup. I don't think you want to miss out on Jonathan Taylor, who uh, over the past three weeks has at least 90 rushing yards, 150 last week against a bad Raiders defense. What is he going to do against the Houston who is even worse that's not a line you want to miss out on by any means. From a DFS perspective, you know, I do the early look on the DK playbook and things normally change between the early look and lock, obviously. Right. A lot of moving parts. This year, games get axed, guys get COVID, things change even more. Right. One thing that's been consistent going into the weekend is Derek Henry and Jonathan Taylor were locked in as my two, you know, cash running backs. I don't, one of them is going to have to not play for that to change by Sunday. Um, I'm a big cash player. You're more of a GPP player. Obviously you're going to mix Derek Henry and Jonathan Taylor into GPPs because they're in such good spots, but these are two guys that I'm going to be locking into my cash lineup. And it's a good week for it because Devonte Adams week after week is a guy that you have to play because he does it every week. He's absolutely automatic. We'll touch on the two game Saturday slate and betting card which I love having once the holidays roll around every year, we get these Saturday yep. slates. Um, but having Adams off of the main slate gives us that room to do value at receivers and you can play Henry and Taylor. Normally yeah, you just can't afford to, to leave Adams off of a cash or single entry. And, and because of the slate setup this week, we can do that. All right. So what's the bet? Uh, another bet that you'd like for this week. So, I'll start with Saturday because we've been, we've been talking about that okay. Saturday slate. I, I do like the bills minus six uh, at Denver. It's maybe going to be viewed as, as a trappy line, but Buffalo has just been rolling through rolling through teams. And, and I don't know why that's going to change against Denver. Denver's all kinds of beat up uh, on defense and this Buffalo offense makes you pay. Yeah. When you look at the defensive side of the ball, not great, but man, I'm just not afraid of Den. I'm not afraid of Denver's offense at all. What are they going to run a little bit with Melvin Gordon? Tim Patrick has been scoring some touchdowns, but yep. they've been while trailing. Like I don't, I, the Bills, the Broncos don't show me anything that they're going to stick around. Now they are eight and five against the spread. Both teams are eight and five against the spread. Right. So I understand why maybe this isn't a game that's going to catch many people's eyes. It's not my best bet of of the week or anything but uh you know once saturday rolls around and those games are there it's like okay what are we gonna bet on uh going into sunday we're actually gonna bet on a ton of college football but we'll be talking about that later is a fantastic saturday for college football but the bills they're six and oh against the spread their last six uh, the last six against denver they're five and oh against the spread their last five games overall they've won six of their last seven uh, the loss coming on the Hale Murray to the Cardinals, which is you can almost write <laughs> off as a fluke. The last loss, the last real loss was back on October 19th to, to Kansas City uh, on that on Monday afternoon game. The Bills have been rolling, and I don't think a, a weird scheduled Saturday afternoon game in Denver is going to be what trips them up. Here's where I get hung up on. Buffalo as road favorites have been awful against the spread they're one in three against the spread in that scenario and they're failing to cover by seven points so it's not like it's been close either i mean granted they have covered in four straight games like you said they're rolling right now josh allen does not look like the josh allen we like to poke fun at in 2019 the turnover machine he's been anything but that this season but then you also look at denver they're three and three against the spread as home underdogs they've covered in three of their last four like for a team that like you would never like go out of your way to, you know, then on the spread, they've been pretty consistent as of late. So we got two teams that have been good against the spread as of late going against each other. Bills are on the road. You know, Denver has some issues in their secondary. 
So there is that, and especially with how well Josh Allen has been throwing the ball. But, you know, for a game that at least on paper, if you didn't look into this, if you didn't really, you know, pay attention to the trends, it'd be like, oh, this is easy for the Bills, minus six. Why would, why would they not cover that against the Broncos? But when you start to dive into it a little bit deeper, you're like, eh, maybe this isn't as easy as I thought. That's kind of where, that's where I'm hung up right now. If I was going to bet a game on Saturday, I would absolutely take the, the Packers minus eight against the Panthers because that Panthers secondary, that is by far a team that you can throw against. And the Packers were one of the threw against him last week. Right. And the Packers, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, you know, maybe the, I don't want to say dark horse MVP candidate, but he's, he's still in the conversation. Now he's blown past Russell Wilson, who was, you know, the, the shoe in in the first half of the season. Russell Wilson was once priced against the field. Russell Wilson plus yeah. 125, field minus 155, I think, on DraftKings. Russell Wilson's now plus 6,600 yeah. to win the MVP. Yeah, poor one out if you took that bet. Sorry about that one. We didn't give that, by the way. But <laughs> I'd be much more comfortable taking the Packers at minus eight. I mean, obviously, eight's kind of a tough number. Of course, you know, you'd rather get it at, you know, seven or six and a half. But I just, I'm not comfortable taking the Bills at minus six. And, and it surprised me because, like I said, as I started to dive into this a little bit deeper, I was like, oh, this isn't as appealing as it was 10 minutes ago. Fair. I mean, I think that's why it hasn't blown past a touchdown yet because there, yeah. there's cause for concern. And I'm, I'm aware of it. I'm, I just think that, uh, it's not like it's not like the Bills haven't been covering spreads. They have. So two hot teams against the spread, I guess, going against each other. I'm going to take the good team to cover. That's uh, fair. That's just where I'm at. I think maybe it will be a little – people will overthink it a little bit because of Denver's success that you spoke about. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to – you know, we'll see what happens Saturday. But that, that's, yeah. that's a spot that, I'm, that I've circled that I'm, that I'm looking at. Uh, before we get back to Sunday, did you have anything on the Packers-Panthers game that you wanted to touch on? No, but I, I mean, I think if you're parlaying, I think that the money oh, line is, is a piece. Uh, I will be parlaying heavily on the college side of things this weekend, but if you oh, need Lord. a piece, you know, look there. And the Bills, obviously, at six, that's a piece that you can incorporate into teasers perfectly to get yeah. them to a pick em that I think is very safe. They're certainly not going to lose that game. If you're not a college person, you just like NFL, Bills Packers money line is is minus 141 on on Saturday. That's that's not bad. If you don't like laying if you don't like laying minus 141 if you think that's a little too steep. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's a gross piece, but like what if you just add the Rams money line? Ugh. And it's then what are you at? It's automatic and you're at minus 120. Minus 120? Yeah. Yeah. Day. Yeah. I honestly, like, I, I think I would just parlay the two because I I'd be totally comfortable taking. Yeah. Play. And then you also get paid on Saturday night right? Uh, rather than Sunday. All right. Everybody so we're going sh- to get paid on Saturday night. We do. We do like that a lot. All right. We're going to switch gears back to Sunday. Cause I have a play that I am just another play that I'm absolutely in love with. And you should be too, because like, it's the hot team to cover. And, you know, Joe Murray on the show, you know, recently buys, oh, you know, watch your football team. I like, him, I like him again against the spread against the Seahawks, plus five and a half. They are just the team right now. And this isn't recency bias. I've loved their defense from day one. I said, this secondary, love it. That defensive line, Chase Young. He does, he does all these wonderful things. And now they're going up against a Seahawks team that – has been struggling to uh, to not allow pressure on Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson has really been flushed out of the pocket a lot as of late. Now he's getting one of the best pass rushing teams in the league. But just look at some of the trends here too. The Washington football team, three and one against the spread as home underdogs, covering by an average of six points. The Seahawks as road favorites. I was surprised by this. Only one in three against the spread. Seattle has also failed to cover in two of their last four games of those two games that they failed to cover. It was against the Eagles and the giants. Like that, man, like that's, that's tough to swallow. And then you got the Washington football team covered four straight games. Three of those games, they were underdogs. 
I know that like, you know, we all talk about, we all love that Seattle offense and what they can do. Chris Carson in the mix has been excellent. It's good to get him healthy, just another element for them. But you know, the let Russ cook movement has been pretty quiet as of late because Russ really hasn't been cooking. He, we haven't seen those explosive games from DK Metcalf in a few weeks. We haven't seen really much from Tyler Lockett. This is a really good defense with Washington. In the secondary, the defensive line, they're going to get pressure on Russell Wilson. I have no problem taking him at five and a half. I, I absolutely love that play. Uh, this is certainly the sharp side of this game, and it's actually been moving towards Seattle. Uh, it's been getting the favorite, the road favorite has been getting bet up. So the only thing I would say is maybe wait to bet it. I think it's a good idea at this stage of the season to wait and get your bets in on Sunday, or in this case, yep. some Saturday games. I only bet things on on game day uh this year so i think this could go to seattle six six and a half and you might just get a better number but i I agree washington's the right side at home they're playing really well uh the defense the the quarterbacking has been has been solid enough seattle's defense is playing better but has holes that we've seen all season a guy like terry mclaurin can can rip one off yep I guess I'm a little worried about just can Washington's offense keep pace with Seattle? Not that it has to, to win. You can get a defensive touchdown and slow Russell Wilson a little bit. You're going to win this on a combination of things. Maybe get a special teams play. Like there's different ways to get there. I don't, I don't think I'm necessarily going to be going to be betting this game. I do have Seattle at plus 260 to win the NFC West. So I'm, I'm rooting for them every week. Especially this week, I need. We gave that too, by the way. Even before the season started, we were both on that before the season started. Oh yeah, both sides at the 49ers. Where I mean, we got. I mean, to be fair, we got a little bit lucky here with how bad the injuries have been for the 49ers. But we loved the Seahawks even before the season began. They were way underpriced for for what that offense can do. Yeah, I mean, I've I've plays on almost the entire division. I the. The Seahawks, though, over nine and a half wins at plus money was a good one. The plus two sixty on the division. San Francisco, I'll say it again. I keep plugging it. DK does the in-season win totals. I watched San Francisco play twice. We saw everyone get injured, and I played them under 10.5 wins at plus 103. I got paid for that in my account like three weeks ago. Uh, (laughs) Those are the type of bets that you want to make. Getting paid out on your NFL futures at like Thanksgiving. That's a good way to go. Um, So, yeah, keep an eye. I mean, nothing left this season, but obviously throughout the season – you want to bet win totals, bet the ones you want, but you don't have to go crazy because you can get in on them in season and see what teams look like, see what ske- yeah. helps you see what the schedule looks like more. Yep. You see if the teams that they're playing are good or bad. Uh, anyway, I digress. What are we talking about? Washington, Seattle. Yeah, I would play Washington with the points, uh, but this is a game I'll just be sitting back and rooting for, rooting for Seattle to win. And, and the, the other thing too is like, and like I, I say, like we worry about how good the Seattle offense is, but like that, Washington secondary is so good. Like there's whole no defense, re- whole defense is really good. They're going to, this is going to be a season that we make fun of the NFC East all season. And then Washington wins the division and wins a playoff game. They will. They probably will. And, and you know, people also talk about how much better the Seattle secondary has been as of late too, but also consider who they've been playing as of late too. You know, Eagles giants, like I would want them even for as bad as they've been, I would expect them to play better than they have. Now, I'm not saying they're going to give up all these points to Washington because Washington's offense is good, okay? It's not great. Let's not go overboard with the offense there. But defensively, they've been making the plays. They've been making the critical stops. That's been enough to get them to some of these covers because they can just do enough on offense. They're not going to blow teams out by any means, but they just do enough because of what they're getting defensively to be a cover machine, which they've been as of late. So, I like, the, I like the number where it's at. I like five and a half. If it does keep moving, like you're saying, into the six range, even better. So if you want to wait that out, one out until Sunday. But, like, they should do enough defensively and offensively to cover in this game. Fair. I, I'm not going against it. Uh, last play from – well, kind of the last play. Um, okay. Play and a half. <laughs> play and a half. Uh, the big game everybody's going to be watching. First of all, it was awesome last week for both betting and DFS purposes to have seven yeah. one o'clock games, six four o'clock games. We need more of that NFL because Please. that was great. This week, 
we're back to the three, four o'clock game window. And one of them is Rams jets, which is just <laughs> not even yeah. going to be a game. Right. Uh, so the other two I'm very interested in though. And the chiefs have gone down from three and a half to three point favorites in new Orleans. I get it's the game. Everybody's going to be watching. This is a game. This is a time where maybe we don't even need to watch red zone. I think a lot of people are just going to watch that chief saints game because of the other sure. games in the window. I like, I like the chiefs. The chiefs have failed to cover five weeks in a row. The saints are coming off. They, they broke up a nine game uh, winning streak at the hands of Jalen hurts and the Eagles to, to drop a game last week. So the chiefs have been winning. They have not been covering the saints have been winning up until last week, even with yep. Taysom Hill, but come on, like the saints have a good defense, but Mahomes always finds ways and ta- the saints just keep trying to make Taysom Hill a thing. And he's not a thing. Yep. It's not going to happen. It's not going to work. There's no way they've been winning some games 24 to 21, like that type of score. That's not going to happen with Mahomes and the Chiefs. They're going to get their points, and Taysom Hill's not going to be able to keep up against what's a decent Chiefs secondary yep. uh, or defense overall. So I'm not, this, is, this one's almost like the Bills. Like, I'm not overthinking it. You want to try and be like, well, why, what am I missing here? Why should I go the other way? No. Right. I'm not thinking Chiefs minus three. That one I'm, I'm probably going to lock in pretty soon. So – and as you mentioned, the last time the Chiefs covered was back on November 1st against the Jets. Thank God they did that. <laughs> they haven't covered a spread since. If they don't cover in this game, they are going to be about two months now that they last covered a game. And that's kind of where I'm getting hung up. The, the Chiefs, you, you know, there's, you can't say enough about how good they are. Offensively, Patrick Mahomes is an absolute wizard but they are letting teams hang around every single week. It feels like you look at the spreads that they weren't able to cover 10, seven and a half, three and a half, 13, seven and a half, three. I'm sorry. The three is this week. Um, but the last one, you know, seven and a half against the dolphins, 13 against the Broncos, three and a half against the Buccaneers who have just been just falling apart. That's where I'm, that's where I'm getting worried about this one here. Like they're letting teams hang around that should not be hanging around. There's no way they should have not been able to cover that game against the Broncos or against the Buccaneers, especially with how bad that Buccaneers secondary has been. This is Patrick Mahomes. We're talking about like, those are games that should have been easy covers. So now we get those saints who well, I, I I'm with you. <clears throat> I'm not a Taysom Hill believer. Taysom Hill's doing enough. The Saints defense is doing enough. I don't know why the Chiefs keep getting into this situation, but it's almost, you know, like I said, if they don't cover this one, it's going to be almost two months since they last covered and it was against the Jets. It was I, think they're all, I, I think they're almost just due to, you know, not that it's been bad luck because they're winning games. So it's just been weird endings. Like Miami backdoors that one at the end last week, the previous week, the Chiefs are winning that game by by more than two touchdowns in the fourth quarter, and yeah. Tampa backdoors that one. Like I, I think that they're just kind of due to you know maybe they're going to be up ten again in the fourth quarter in this one with Taysom Hill driving. Yeah, I'll take my chances. Uh, so it could easily be there. I, I just think the Chiefs are they're I, I think that they're going to win this game. I think the the big part about this this streak of failing to cover five in a row is that they have won every game. So they're putting themselves in yeah. position to win games. So if you're going to put yourself in position to win this game, and they will, covering three is going to have a very good chance of, of hitting. Um, I, it's, different than, it's different than last year's Chiefs, too, who came out of the bye and covered every game through winning the Super Bowl out of the bye. This year yeah. they're 0-4 against the spread out of the bye, but 4-0 straight up. So they're doing it differently, but at the short number here, I, I like them to get it done. And just worth noting, too, Taysom Hill is covered in three of the four games that he started. The only yep. game that he didn't cover was last week against the Eagles, which was, you know, a much tougher competition. I mean, if that was Carson Wentz, probably four in a row. But <laughs> Jalen Hurts, you know, was a new added element that the Eagles didn't have, and they did well. But three out of four weeks for Taysom Hill. I mean, granted, one of those games was also that Broncos game. You know, no quarterback for the Broncos. No quarterback. Falcons twice. But good still, luck, it was, good luck with Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> but still, it was a 17-point spread that still needed to be covered. So, 
He's done it in three of the four games that he started without Drew Brees. So it's not, I, I don't love it. I don't love either side. Let's put it that way. This would probably be a game that I'm staying away from. I don't love either side, but it's still just amazing to me how much the Chiefs are letting teams stay in the game, stay in the game late. That is so unlike them. They would just blow the doors off them. I mean, it's kind of like the Bill Belichick mentality. Always a foot on the gas pedal when they're in the lead with Tom Brady. Didn't matter if they were up 40 to three or, you know, whatever it was. They just kept going. The Chiefs were that team too as well, but they've just been letting teams hang around. Um, I know I, I did bring up the Eagles game. I do know that you like a play in that one too as well. Yeah, just a small one, nothing crazy. Uh, a little bit square after what we saw last week. I don't mind a sprinkle on Eagles money line. I yeah. really don't at plus 220. It's a great number. Uh, Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury and the Cardinals have, you know, they beat up on the Giants last, last week, but they have certainly regressed as the season has gone on from that hot start that we saw. Hertz is new. Arizona does have the advantage of having now a week of film on Hertz, which the Saints didn't really have to yep. be able to prep. But if if Philly's smart, now they now they run some new stuff, incorporate some new stuff, because you're going to put so much weight in that one game and and what the Eagles did. So I I really like Jalen Hurts. This is the yeah. the college football fan in me going back to all the spreads that he covered for me at Alabama, but. He's been on massive stages uh, at Alabama and Oklahoma. So the moment doesn't get to him. He's poised. He's a legit dual threat. He ran 18 times for over 100 yards against the Saints. Saints have the top defense in the NFL. It's, things are going to get a little easier against Arizona. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think that you can tease the Eagles up if you want, but I think a sprinkle on the, on the money line is, is, you know, worth a small play. All right. So we're going to shift gears to tonight's game, the Thursday night game, which is featuring uh, the uh, chargers at Raiders in this one. There is a player prop that, you know, you and I talked about and hopefully this show gets out fast because I feel like this line is just going to be. We're already getting it out too slow. I'll say that something happened. Yep. So Austin Eckler is in an amazing spot here against the Raiders. When we were prepping for the show, which was about 11 a.m., this line was at 39 and a half for his reception. Since that is receiving yards, excuse me, 39 and a half receptions. That'd be remarkable. Take the under <laughs> 39 and a half receiving yards. I'd be willing for, to play that pretty big <laughs> for Austin Eckler. Since then, in the last hour or so, we got news that Mike Williams has been ruled out of this game. So one less body in that Chargers offense. Since that news came out, Austin Eckler's receiving yards has already jumped to 44 and a half. I'm still down with taking the over. I'm still down for taking the over for about another 15 yards at this point. Since Eckler has returned, the Chargers have made it a point to give him the ball. Justin Herbert has been throwing to him out of the backfield in the three games that he's been back 85 yards, 32 yards, 67 yards. You look at what the Raiders have allowed 557 receiving yards to running backs as the seventh highest total in the league. Eckler is averaging a 23% target share since he's returned. That's even better than Keenan Allen, not by much, but Keenan Allen's at 21% over that same span. Mike Williams, 13%, not a guy they go to normally, but there's a 13% chunk that now has to be distributed to the rest of the offense. This is one of those spots, in my opinion. You take what you normally bet and do it again. So that's like a double two-unit play, in my opinion. But like this is just such a good spot for Eckler. I will be on this a lot. Yeah, uh, I tried to lock it at 39 and a half at one point in time. I got 42 and a half. Uh, there was some that's fine. in the moment. Uh, but 44 and a half, you, I like it a lot. You probably like it a little more than me. I'll play it up to like 49 and a half, I guess, let's say. Uh, from a target perspective, it's been targeted at least nine times every game since he's returned. 16, yeah. nine, nine. I think five and a half receptions is another good play. So he caught four of nine targets against the Patriots in that blowout. That would be the only under. He caught 11 against Buffalo, all nine of the targets against Atlanta. This is a Vegas defense that 
gives up a lot of yards, uh, is not very good against running backs. So and also just fired their defense, defensive coordinator. Okay, so yeah, not great. <laughs> this is the way. <laughs> you know, I'll have a best bets article. I have a lean to the Raiders on the spread, who have been <laughs> awful lately. But the Chargers covered for the first time in yeah. six weeks. It was probably an accident Falcons last week. It's a gross game. I lean to the Raiders. I lean to the over. I think we'll see some points. Yeah. We got a lot of banged up defenses. Those will be in the article, but the third play is going to be Austin Eckler receptions and yards. And that's, I think what I'm actually going to stick to betting on tonight. Uh, pending any news, Eckler props are going to be where I'm at. Uh, Chargers also tied for the best record in the league on hitting the over with the Titans nine, three and one. So if you wanted a trend to kind of, Back you up there with the over. The Raiders have been one of the best, as long uh, as well as the Titans at nine, three, and one. Uh, I wanted to get to some of the college action that's going on this weekend. There is uh, you're more heavily going for the college football side. I know you had a couple things for college basketball this weekend. What do you got for basketball? Hoops. Uh, I may or may not have a Thursday article coming out uh, if we can craft up enough plays, but the spots that are jumping out to me, Kansas has been a fade in the early season, just lost a lot of pieces. Haven't been playing that well overall. They have Texas tech. They're at Texas tech on Thursday night. I bet this one at Texas tech minus two and a half. It's sitting at three right now on DK. That's probably all I would play it up to is three. Got to give some respect to Kansas, but Texas Tech should win this game at home. Kansas, not that great of a team. Going through the rest of the board, St. Louis, NC State. NC State, 3-0 against the spread. St. Louis, 5-0 against the spread. These are really good teams so far against the spread, but St. Louis, I think, is one of the better, you know, this is a team that's got Sweet 16, Elite 8 potential. I like St. Louis minus four, if you can get that number. I have played it because um, a larger number was available at the time. I played the first half. Uh, St. Louis has been a good team out of the gates. And then another spot that I have circled for Thursday night, San Francisco uh, against Oregon. San Francisco has been all over the place, but they have a couple of wins as an underdog, including one is almost a 20-point dog against Virginia. Uh, Virginia obviously doesn't score much, but San Francisco seems to be a pretty good team out of the gates rather than take the dog for the full game, which has kind of bit us in some spots. I'm going San Francisco's plus seven and a half, uh, or seven right now for the game. I took them plus four first half. So keep it competitive early. Maybe you play the foul game late and this one gets a little bit away from you. So I'm keeping it safe. San Francisco plus four first half. That is a very rapid, quick edition of uh, Thursday Night College Basketball so that Steve doesn't get mad because he doesn't know anything about basketball or college sports. Yep, that's fantastic. But let's talk about some of the college football. Huge Saturday coming up. Conference Championship Saturday. I know there's some games on the docket for you there. Some of the more notable games taking place in this one. Ohio State and Northwestern. Ohio State trying to maintain their playoff spot in this one. So that's going to be a big one for them. Notre Dame and Clemson. This is the rematch for this one. Notre Dame did win their first game against, but of course the big one there, they didn't have Trevor Lawrence in that one. So this is a must win for Clemson on Saturday there. Then over on the nightcap in the SEC, Florida against Alabama. This was a big one coming into this. You know, a couple of weeks ago, Alabama is a 17-point favorite in this one, but it's kind of lost its lust here as Florida lost to LSU last week. So Florida's kind of got nothing to play for at this point. What are the going to be the betting implications? You know, what are the implications for that? Are they going to come out guns a-blazing, or are they just going to be kind of looking forward to next year? That, like I said, was supposed to be one of the bigger games on Saturday what are some of your leans for the big card on Saturday? Yep. So I, I don't know if I'm going to play any spread stuff for the Ohio State and Northwestern game that is at noon. But obviously, you know, college football is trying to give Ohio State every opportunity possible to get into that final four. Um, they weren't supposed to be playing. They didn't play enough games to qualify for this championship game. And yet they are still allowed to play. I think that is very telling. So their team total, 38 and a half. I would rather bet that than the spread. 
I think they need to put up points. I think they need a convincing victory, even though they just win and you're in, but you want to make it convincing because you kind of haven't done your part so far. It's not your fault. You can't play games that you can't play, but they need to score points. So I lean to that team total. And if you're going to build up a money line parlay throughout the day, you know, if you put Ohio state in there, if you put Clemson in there, if you put Alabama in there, you're now down to minus 186. That sounds gross for a three team parlay, <laughs> but these are such heavy favorites. Like this isn't the NFL. These are powerhouse yeah. teams. Notre Dame Clemson being kind of the outlier that should be much closer. Uh, but you know, you just take those, maybe you want to add the Rams in and get it to a reasonable price uh, on Sunday. Like there's ways that you can, those would be my three pieces. I'm giving you those three pieces. I'll let you do the rest on your own pick something that you're confident in, but I like Ohio state Clemson and Alabama, obviously to, to all get it done. Money's coming in on Notre Dame. Uh, when we go to that spread, I've, I've had, I've had some Clemson futures parlayed into things for, for weeks. So I, I really just need Clemson outright in this one. I'm not going to touch the spread. I think 10 and a half is a little bit messy. I do think that Clemson has a lot to prove and people want to say, you know, Notre Dame scored in the forties in, in that game. Well, it went to double overtime the last time and Notre Dame scored on a, a an offensive touchdown on its first drive of the game and its last drive of the game. It had a scoop and score fumble with a different quarterback handing off uh, than Trevor Lawrence. So you can make arguments that even though Clemson's defense has holes and they are getting two of their better players back for this game, even though Clemson's defense has holes, if the offense did its part with Trevor Lawrence in that first game, that Notre Dame scores more like 20 points in that game. Uh, it's, I guess that's a stretch of an argument, but you can make it. So for me, I, I don't think I can touch the spread. I would, but it's a, it's a big game that you probably want action on. So the Clemson money line, Clemson's not losing this game. Um, they can't afford to Notre Dame can potentially lose and get in. I think that's completely realistic. They would be, 10 and one with a loss to a full strength Clemson team that still gets you in. I, that does not jump a, a Texas A&M in. And then there was, you know, the talk of could Florida be that other team. And then a senior member of the secondary <laughs> rips off a player's shoe on LSU and throws it downfield and cost them the game with a penalty. I had some Florida Minus 150 money line in that game. Absolutely unforgivable. <laughs> Will the Gators, I can't believe that happened. I can't believe I lost money on a guy throwing his shoe. Um, I just tweeted out the Austin Powers gif of honestly, who throws a shoe <laughs> and went to bed. <laughs> anyway, which floor, how does Florida come out is the big question here. I'm not laying 17 for the game. I will bet an Alabama team total at 45 and a half. Alabama is going to score so many points in this game. It's going to be a joke. Give me Alabama over 45 and a half points. That's a way that I want to back them rather than 17. If this is a 24 point game late and Florida throws one into the end zone, I don't want to lose that way. So give me Alabama to score over 45 and a half, but I do want to back Alabama early because how is how Florida comes out of the gates is going to be telling. They can say that they have nothing to play for now because this kid threw a shoe and cost them a chance at beating Alabama, which wasn't going to happen anyway, but at least you can talk yourself into if you're on Florida, let's win this game and we're in. And now they don't have that opportunity. So I'm convinced this is going to be a down spot and Alabama first quarter and first half spreads have been a monster all season. It's eight and a half for the first half at minus minus one forty-eight. You can find nine and a half and tens at other books. So you're getting a good price or a good number, at least at DraftKings. That's one that I feel confident in, but first quarter is the one that I really want. And I did bet it on DraftKings this week at minus three and a half at minus 122. And it has since been yanked for about a day from DK. I got too good of a bet. Everybody knows Bama dominates the first quarter. So it's gone. Poof. But I'm very curious to see what it reopens at. It's at six and a half at a lot of books. So I think Alabama will win the first quarter by a touchdown. I don't have a problem with six and a half, but DraftKings showed us that they're going to release a pretty good number on this game. I'm curious to see what it comes back at because that's something I'm very, very interested in. Um, well, Alabama in the first half averaging 29.1 points per game. Very good. Thank you for the stat. They score a lot of points. What's the first half team total? Is that up on DK? I do not see. Let me see. 
So we got full game, 45 and a half. We don't have a first half number. So just give me the 45 and a half because they're going to score. The one other little hidden gem game in here that I will say. Because, well, hidden jewel. Every, what's up? Hidden jewel. Hidden jewel. Yes. Sorry. Excuse me. While everybody's watching Notre Dame Clemson, Boise and San Jose State will be going on. It did just, it has recently moved to seven. I bet it at six and a half. I love Boise minus six and a half here. You look at the common opponents, you look at the schedule that San Jose State played. Awful. They haven't played anybody. They won one big game as like a double digit dog. Um, and it's getting them a lot of respect. Boise, other than getting steamrolled by BYU, and BYU is really good, and Boise was playing with third and fourth string quarterbacks in that game, they've steamrolled the competition themselves in every other game. This game got canceled about a month ago. Boise was an 11.5 point favorite. Now we're getting them six and a half, seven a few weeks later because San Jose State won a couple games that they're supposed to win. I, one of my favorite plays of the day is Boise. Try and get it at six and a half. I would buy the half point. A lot of college football on Saturday that I'll be watching while I play the two-game NFL slate, while I bet on the Bills, while I bet on college basketball. Woo. Saturday's going to be a good day. Busy day to ignore the family. That sounds like a good Saturday. Oh, to I wanted to say one more thing about uh, ignoring my family. Saturday, college basketball at noon, we're going to get Gonzaga and Iowa. Gonzaga hasn't played in like two weeks. It canceled that game for COVID issues against right. Baylor. Huge game I was looking forward to. I had a great number on Gonzaga at minus one and a half. This game is going to see so many points. Both teams are going to score in the 90s. Both teams have been scoring in the 90s. This is one you're going to, you're going to want to get the over early because it's only going to go up like those Henry and Taylor props that we talked about. Oh, baby. And I'm curious to see what the number is. If it's a small enough number, the Zags are the best team in the country. So I'll be on the Zags at like anything under four, probably. So make sure to get out your crayon, write all those bets down. Busy, busy weekend in the world of sports, professional sports and college sports. That is going to do it for this edition of the Unreasonable Odds podcast for Julian Edlow. I'm Steve Buchanan. We will see you next week for week 16 in the NFL and maybe a little basketball talk that is coming back. Is it NBA. next week? Is it next week the NBA starts? NBA officially gets underway Tuesday night, two game slate, then big slate Wednesday and Christmas. Lots to talk about. Let's go, baby. We'll see you all next week. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.